You're listening to the Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast in association with the Limadine Bible Reading Plan and Charles River Church. To have your own copy of this reading plan sent straight to your inbox, you can sign up at charlesriver.lmd.church. For more information about Charles River Church, visit charlesriverchurch.com. We read the whole story to make whole disciples of Jesus. Hey, welcome to Bible Chunks, where we read through the Bible in the chunks or sections based on themes that it was designed to be read in so we can get a better handle on the story of God. My name's Kevin. That's enough about me. Let's dive into the Word. Today, we'll be reading Luke 6, 1 through 7, 50, 99 verses today. On a Sabbath, while he was going through the grain fields, his disciples plucked and ate some heads of grain, rubbing them in their hands. But some of the Pharisees said, Why are you doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath? And Jesus answered them, Have you not read what David did when he was hungry? He and those who were with him? How he entered the house of God and took and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for any but the priest to eat, and also gave it to those with him. And he said to them, The Son of of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. On another Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and was teaching. And a man was there whose right hand was withered. And the scribes and Pharisees watched him to see whether he would heal on the Sabbath, so that they might find a reason to accuse him. But he knew their thoughts, and he said to the man with the withered hand, Come and stand here. And he rose and stood there. And Jesus said to them, I ask you, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm, to save life or destroy it? And after looking around at them, he said to to him, Stretch out your hand. And he did so, and his hand was restored. But they were filled with fury and discussed with one another what they might do to Jesus. In these days, he went out to the mountain to pray, and all night he continued in prayer to God. And when day came, he called his disciples and chose from them twelve whom he named apostles, Simon, whom he named Peter, and Andrew his brother, and James and John, and Philip and Bartholomew, and Matthew, and Thomas, and James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, who was called the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. And he came down with them and stood on a level place, with a great crowd of his disciples, and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem, and the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, who came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured, And all the crowd sought to touch him, for power came out from him and healed them all. And he lifted up his eyes on the disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you shall be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you, and revile you, and spurn your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day, and leap for joy. For behold, your reward is great in heaven, for so their fathers did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you shall be hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you shall mourn and weep. Woe to you when all people speak well of you, for so their fathers did to the false prophets. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. To one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. 
Give to everyone who begs from you, and from one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. If you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return. And your reward will be great and you will be called sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Be merciful even as your father is merciful. Judge not and you will not be judged. Condemn not and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. He also told them a parable. Can a blind man lead a blind man? Will they not both fall into a pit? A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone, when he's fully trained, will be like his teacher. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me take the speck that is in your eye, when you yourself do not see the log that is in your own eye, you hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you'll see clearly to take the speck out that is in your brother's eye. For no good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. For figs are not gathered from thorn, bush, thorn bushes, nor are grapes picked from a bramble bush. The good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good, and the evil person out of the evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I tell you? Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I'll show you what he's like. He's like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when a flood arose, the streams broke against the house and could not shake it because it had been built well. But the one who hears and does not do them is like a man who built his house on the ground without a foundation. When the stream broke against it, immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. After he had finished all his sayings, in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum. Now a centurion had a servant who was sick and at the point of death, who was highly valued by him. When the centurion heard about Jesus, he sent, him to, el he sent to him elders of the Jews, asking him to come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they pleaded with him earnestly, saying, He is worthy to have you do this for him, for he loves our nation, and he is the one who built us our synagogue. And Jesus went with them. When he was not far from the house, the centurion sent friends, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I'm not worthy to have you come under my roof. Therefore I did not presume to come to you. But say the word, and let my servant be healed. For I too am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. And I say to one, Go, and he goes, and to another, Come, and he comes. And to my servant, Do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him, and turning to the crowd that followed him, said, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. And when those who had been sent returned to the house, they found the servant well. Soon afterward, he went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a great crowd went with him. As he drew near to the gate of the town, behold, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother. And she was a widow, and a considerable crowd from the town was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came up and touched the bear, and the bear stood still. And he said, Young man, 
I say to you, arise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak. And Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized them all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has arisen among us, and God has visited his people. And this report about him spread throughout the whole of Judea and all the surrounding country. The disciples of John reported all these things to him, and John, calling two of his disciples to him, sent them to the Lord, saying, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? When the men had come to him, they said, John the Baptist has sent us to you, saying, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? In that hour he healed many people of diseases and plagues and evil spirits, and on many who were blind he bestowed sight. And he answered them, Go and tell John what you've seen and heard. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, the poor have good news preached to them, and blessed is the one who is not offended by me. When John's messengers had gone, Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Behold, those who are dressed in splendid clothing and live in luxury are in king's courts. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way before you. I tell you, among those born of women, none is greater than John. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. When all the people heard this, and the tax collectors too, they declared God just, having been baptized with the baptism of John. But the Pharisees and the lawyers rejected the purpose of God for themselves, not having been baptized by him. To what then shall I compare the people of this generation? And what are they like? They're like children sitting in the marketplace and calling to one another. We played the flute for you and you did not dance. We sang a dirge and you did not weep. For John the Baptist has come eating no bread and drinking no wine and you say he has a demon. The son of man has come eating and drinking and you say look at him, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is justified by all her children. One of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him and he went into the Pharisee's house and reclined at table. And behold, a woman of the city who was a sinner, when she learned that he was reclining at table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of ointment. And standing behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with her ointment. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would have known who, what, who and what this sort of woman was that is touching him, for she's a sinner. And Jesus answered, said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. And he answered, Say it, teacher. A certain moneylender had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. When they could not pay, he canceled the debt of both. Now, which of them will love him more? Simon answered, The one, I suppose, for whom he canceled the larger debt. And he said to him, You've judged rightly. Then turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house, you gave me no water for my feet, but she's wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she's not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But he who has forgiven little, loves little. And he said to her, your sins are forgiven. Then those who were given those who were at table with him began to say among themselves, Who is this? Who even forgives sins? And he said to the woman, 
Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Well, we have Luke's version of the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, it's a, obviously it's a different setting and it's different teaching, but it's the same, uh, the same message. And so it's more than likely that Jesus taught this message multiple times and Luke chooses to record his in a different place, in a different setting than uh, where Matthew records his. And so uh, it starts with Jesus healing on the Sabbath and eating on the Sabbath with his disciples picking heads of grain. And Jesus points backwards at the Pharisees who are, who are judging him and, and condemning him and his followers for, for picking heads of grain on the Sabbath. And he says, remember when David did that? Well, not this exactly, but he came in and he was able to eat the bread of the presence that only the priests are allowed to eat. What's up with that? Because he didn't sin when he did that. And so he's, he's showing the, the Pharisees that there are some blind spots in their interpretation of the law, hoping to, to kind of prick holes in their worldview so that they can come with some doubts and recognize what he is doing. And, and come to faith in him. And then there, he heals on the Sabbath as well, and he, this is intentional, he's doing it on purpose. And then uh, Jesus is ministering to a great multitude after calling out the 12 apostles. And he lifts his eyes up to the disciples and he, he preaches and he, he gives, in this version, he gives blessings and then he gives woes. He talks about loving your enemies, not judging because of, take, make sure that you judge with a right judgment by taking the speck out of your own eye before you judge your brother, by helping him, or taking the log out of your own eye before you help your brother take the speck out of his own. And then he concludes this teaching with building your house upon the rock, just like Matthew does. But if you hear Jesus' words and say, wow, that's wonderful, and then go do whatever you want to do and, and don't heed his words, you're like a foolish man. And when times of trouble come, you got no support. You got no foundation. But if you will put your foundation, put your core of who, you're, who your identity is, who you are on the rock of Jesus Christ, then when those storm waters come, it's not going to be easy, but you won't lose your footing. And that's that's what Jesus calls us towards. And so then he, he goes and he heals again an outsider, a centurion servant. Now this outsider was brought to him by Jewish leaders because the centurion was, he was sympathetic towards the Jewish cause and he helped them build their synagogue. But the centurion has greater faith even than those of the Jews as he says, Jesus, I understand what it's like to be an authority. I have people under me too, and I just tell them what to do, and they do it. So why, you don't even have to come to my house. You can just heal. And Jesus is, is kind of amazed by this man's faith. And he heals a widow's son, and then messengers from John the Baptist come. Now, a Pharisee invites Jesus into his own house, and this is how it's concluded, because it's tying back into what Jesus has just taught. Luke put this in order on purpose, because it's tying back into uh, the, the blessings and woes that he pronounced during the Sermon on the Mount, or the Sermon on the Plain in, in Luke's case. And this certain uh, Pharisee invites Jesus into his home and, and additionally, so you have the Pharisee who's, who's sort of that rich man who's comfortable now and, and Jesus had just pronounced woes upon and then you have this sinful woman, this poor woman who has an alabaster flask and which was worth a ton of money, but she breaks it on his feet 
and, and gives it all away to him, anointing him and, and washing his feet with her hair and her tears, kissing his feet and just feeling completely broken and in debt to this man. And so Jesus tells the parable of the money lender and, and the Pharisee understands that the, the man who is forgiven more will be more grateful. And so Jesus, after, um, after the Pharisee says that he understands the parable, Jesus points him to, well, we're living the parable right now. We're living it. Ever since I came into your house, you didn't even give me something to wash my feet with. She's washing her feet with my tears. And so it, it, Jesus is showing this, this Pharisee that he doesn't understand what's going on. He might have all the learning in the world, but he doesn't understand what's going on. And while this woman who on the outside and, and from societal, uh, the, the viewpoint of society is, is cursed by God because she's a sinful woman, uh, she has nothing, uh, she, she's a sinner, and yet she is blessed in Jesus's teaching. And this Pharisee who has everything, he has wealth, he's comfortable, he has a home, he, 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 he's good. He is the one who's cursed in the kingdom of God because he doesn't truly understand what's going on. And he needs to take that log out of his eye in order to take the speck out of his neighbor's eye. And so as we wrap up today, it's a convicting passage. I'd ask you to consider what does this section of scripture tell us about who God is and what he wants for the world? What does it tell you about yourself? And then finally, what was it that the Holy Spirit was stirring up while we were reading? Take those thoughts, turn them into prayers. We'll be right here again tomorrow. Until then, God bless.